It's time for episode 508 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that'll be done before that loaf of bread you're baking right now, at least presumably. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, my friend, my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons and Dragons online pretty regularly. It's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm good, but now I want fresh bread, which I always want. So it's not that. That's my, you've found my superpower of weakness. <laughs> oh, your superpower is you always it's, want fresh bread. I always want fresh bread. <laughs> it just sounds like I'd a be super like curse. stopping a crime and they'd be like, ooh, fresh bread. Oh, no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'll deal with that crime later. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a kryptonite, I think. Um, <laughs> well, while we ponder that, why don't we introduce our wonderful guests to my left? It's one of the founders and partners at Lickability and the host of Absolutely Crushed Heart Emoji. It is Matthew Bischoff. Welcome back. Hello. It is wonderful to be here always. And to my left this week, it's a senior cloud advocate at Microsoft, a host of Conduit right here on Relay FM, and a developer YouTuber. It's Jay Miller. Welcome back, Jay. Where I'm from, breaking bread is what we're doing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is. It's breaking bread. Um, well, let me break the bread and get things going. You know how this works. Four topics, 30 minutes. Mine for you is a simple one. How do you save links for later? Matthew? I love this question. I love saving links for later. I've tried them all. Um, and I think for me, it comes down to two categories of links, right? There's things like newsletters and articles, things that I want to read later. And my current preferred app for that is Readwise Reader, which I absolutely love. Um, it allows you to highlight and it syncs those highlights into Obsidian or Rome Research or LogSec or, or anywhere where you want to review your notes uh, later on if you're into the personal knowledge management space, which I am. Uh, and then if I'm not saving it for that reason, I'm probably saving it because I need to do something about it. And in that case, it goes into OmniFocus. I I appreciate how organized you are. I am Mr. Disorganized, uh, which is to say, I guess on the spectrum, I'm like, I don't know, chaotic evil when it comes to oh, saving no. links for later. <laughs> no, I, I'm really No, I'm so bad at it. Like, So basically, if it's not in an open tab... In, in Safari, it's gone. Uh, there's a chance that I might like be able to like look something up for your history, but I've definitely bitten myself in the past where I've been like, "Oh yeah, what was that thing I was reading?" And to Apple's credit, it's gotten much better at not only searching things like history, but even um, searching through uh, messages and stuff like that. Um, so I can often pick out like I'll know it was in a specific conversation or something like that, and I can find a link. But honestly. I have to have this stuff sort of front of mind. I've tried a bunch there. I, you know, I used to use Instapaper way back in the day. Um, I've tried some other read later services, but I think it, they, for me, just end up being a black hole of stuff I never end up reading. Um, more recently, I was playing around with um, what is it, Raindrop? Um, yeah, which is Raindrop. Like a link service. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a a great service, but I just found the overhead of like bookmarking stuff to look at later again, just for me. 
if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I just don't think about going back to it. So either I have to like read it when it's like right there, where it's fresh. I'll click on the link. I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend the next five minutes reading this article. Or it just gets left in an open tab until I have a time to triage all of it. So do you at least uh, use tab groups or something? Oh, I, I use tab groups for stuff that's okay. specific tasks. Like I have a clockwise right. tab group open now, for example. But yeah, I, I, I'm really bad at it. And I honestly, the, the one saving grace of this is I find more often than not, if I lose it, and I stopped thinking about it. It couldn't have been that important in the first place is my rationale. So I let, I let these things wash over me like tears in the rain. Jay, surely you have a better system than me. Well, no. <laughs> um, a system? I, I am on record at many a conduit cloud, loudly exclaiming, I don't read. Um, it's not that I can't. It's that I don't. The challenge that I have is I often bookmark things that were already bookmarked and then i'm like oh well then what's the point of bookmarking it if i'm just going to look for it again and then bookmark it only to find out that it was already bookmarked (laughs) that being said i have actually started using arc browser as my like default browser and Mm. the different spaces that you provide it also it gives you an ability to like put things in context and take those important links and like persist them within that space. Mm -hmm. And that works across device. It works uh, with the mobile companion app and that's kind of clicked for me. So I've started just putting things that I think are important temporarily, you know, in whatever space is necessary. And then if I need to go reach for it again, then I can go find it there quickly. But Nothing lives long-term because nothing lasts forever. And if I need it again, I'll just find it again. Oh, well, this makes me feel a lot better. Um, <laughs> I my, my, I do have a system, but it's a system that often has people going, really? That's what you do? Uh, which is that I, despite trying a bunch of different things, continue to do what I've done the longest, which is I text myself. I have an ongoing message thread with myself where I have photos and files and uh, links and all sorts of stuff. And I have used so many different apps. The one that stuck the longest for me was an app called Keep It. Uh, But even that, went the way of the dodo for me. And I went back to just uh, sending myself messages. And what's annoying is that iOS doesn't really want you to text yourself. So you have to type in your phone number each time, uh, like almost all of the numbers in order for it to finally suggest you as the person that you're trying to send the message to. And, and yes, then I you know get every I can, message twice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sent it and then received it. It's, it's not. It's not it's, a good workflow. It's pretty wild. It works for me. Um, and yes, I also know that I could create a shortcut that does this, that, and the other and sends it to me, but I don't want to do that. I just continue to text myself. Um, all right. Let us move on from that. Uh, text yourself before you wreck yourself. Matthew. I was <laughs> literally typing that in Discord right now. <laughs> <laughs> Title. Matthew, it's <sighs> your turn. <laughs> Okay. Um, I know a few weeks ago you all talked about uh, Vision Pro and use cases for it. I want to do a little bit of a different spin on that because we're getting toward the end of June. And Apple said at WWDC that the Vision OS SDK is going to be coming by the end of the month. So um, if you had the time and the skills and everything you needed to build an app uh, for 
Vision OS for the Vision Pro, either for yourself or to release publicly, what would you build? I love this question mainly because I am not a developer and really wish I had a great idea, but I've been racking my brain and the best thing I can think of is, you know what would be cool? Stickies. Does anyone else miss stickies? I would just be I have like stickies that I could put up virtually, like in nice. all these different places, like on my desk or on my virtual Mac screen or on my refrigerator, so that when I you know eventually wander off with my Vision Pro on to get a drink from the refrigerator, it's like don't need any cookies or something. I could just put that on my <laughs> refrigerator. Um, I, I don't know. I was trying to think about this uh, in terms of stuff that I might you know do, and there's so much that's intriguing about the Vision Pro, and yet so little that I understand about how I would end up using this device that it's hard for me to figure out like what is the problem that needs solving. For me, as someone who spends a lot of time in their daily workflow writing, I'm kind of curious to try... I would love to build like a writing app for it, something that's really... Um, you know, possibly tuned with some sort of the immersiveness. So you could write in various locations and it would give you that feeling of like, ah, I'm on a relaxing beach uh, and I'm I'm working on my book or something like that. So those are my two my two ones. Yeah, like a, a relaxing, immersive writing app or a or just stickies. Stickies I can put everywhere. Jay? So unlike Dan, I am a developer. However, <laughs> I don't really want to develop for Vision Pro. I know that's sacrilege, <laughs> but um, but if I had to, and if I were appealing to, um, I think what I would want is something that I can, you know, replace the plane that I'm sitting in if I'm flying somewhere with a nice, lovely beach mm. um, or a nice campfire that, you know, plays nice i guess ambient noise yeah maybe that's what i'm asking for is i'm asking for the dark noise but more like the dark environment mm. um, i can just go wherever i am and then it just puts me somewhere else which i know is like the reality of vision pro um i guess the only difference is i would want it to take what people are saying around me and somehow hide that or replace it with just simlish uh oh, which is what sim yes. speaks. tmr <laughs> tmr fun. sue <laughs> um, so this is going to require agreements on a global scale, but, uh, but, but we'll, we'll get it done. Think, good. Excellent. So the world agrees that there's only one way that uh, one can earn cryptocurrency, and it's through the app that I create for the Vision OS uh, Apple Vision Pro. And so everybody can't keep doing what they're doing. They have to enter a virtual mine and actually physically <laughs> mine for hours and hours and perhaps days to come across pieces of cryptocurrency that they can then put together to make cryptocurrency. And because it will be such a grueling process, everyone will give up on cryptocurrency and we won't have that problem anymore. I've been thinking about this for a long time. That's very optimistic, Mike. I've been working on the agreements. We're going to make it happen. And I can't wait. I can't wait for you. To, I can't wait to see what you do with it. Um, Matthew, why don't you round us out here? Well, speaking of stickies, I am staring at a um, staring at a freeform board of all the ideas that my team and I at Lickability have come up with to build for this thing. Uh, and there are a lot on here. So I'm just going to pull one of my own from the list. 
Um, and it's a spatial Wikipedia client. So imagine Ooh. being able to look at um, look at something on Wikipedia and then see physically the links coming out to all the other articles in your environment Whoa. and be able to explore it physically, all the different connections in that what I think trippy, is but amazing. The, uh, yeah, most incredible encyclopedias ever written. That would be awesome. Um, all right. With that, we have reached halftime here at Clockwise, which means it's time to tell you about the Clockwise shirt. Uh, if you head to clockwise.social slash shirt, that's clockwise.social slash shirt, you will find the new, beautifully designed Clockwise tee. Uh, it comes in multiple colors, so you can pick the one that works for you. We've got a nice blue, uh, a great green, a lovely red, a gorgeous yellow, and your classic gray. Uh, and we would love it if you picked up a tee, a sweatshirt, a tank, or even a onesie. Um, we've got all of those options available. Dan and I both have the new clockwise shirt. They're very soft and comfortable, but also look great. And they are a pretty uh, minimal design so that, you know, you you can wear it wherever and fellow clockwise people will know exactly what it is. And those who don't will think that, you know, you're just watching the clock, which is what we all aim to do here. So head to clockwise.social slash shirt and you too can own a clockwise tea and have that good feeling knowing that you're helping to keep this show rolling along. It's on the way. I just oh. I just ordered it just oh. now. Woo! There. That is, that's that how is fast re- you can do that's it. That's Apple Pay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, now, let us return from the break so we can hear about Dan's topic. Uh, all right. So let's talk about audio consumption. I'm curious to know what apps and services you use to listen to music. And for that matter, what do you use to listen to podcasts? Jay, let's start with you. I feel like we're going to hear a lot of the same things. Um, I use Overcast for podcasts, and I use the music app for music. But I will also say that I am an avid um, discoverer of music on YouTube. So I I do use YouTube for most of my music discovery, but I'm often listening to things that I like or things that I know that I like um, on the music app. For me, um, I use music and Spotify. Uh, music is uh, Apple Music is my uh, way to maintain a library of music that I listen to. I tend to be an album listener, uh, so when I am in that mood, which is most of the time, that is how I listen to music. However, when I'm in a playlist sort of DJ mood, that is where Spotify is very helpful to me because I find Spotify's algorithmic uh, choices to really align with what I enjoy. Um, so I'll use that for, for listening to music kind of randomly. As for podcasts, I use Pocket Casts. Um, I've used many a podcast app, um, but Pocket Casts has stuck around as my uh, podcast app of choice. Matthew, what about you? Um, very, very similar to Jay. I use Overcast and Apple Music primarily, but I have been trying to give uh, Apple Music Classical more of a shot for when I just want something uh, to listen to in the background while I'm working. I So thanks for all that. I, that's, I, I expected, I think, you know, it was a little cl- very similar. I think we often, many of us have the very similar habits in that. I am an Apple Music subscriber as well, so I use that. I've used Apple Classical a bunch too, uh, which I really like. Um, 
Podcast is more interesting. I'm so I, I see we have a couple overcast. Uh, Mike uses Pocket Cast. I I have to admit I come this come clean with my dirty secret here. I use the Apple Podcast app. <laughs> I do. I find it <laughs> well, fine. It's getting a lot better, right? It, it has gotten a lot better. I know there have been a lot of complaints over the years. I think I switched to it. I've used Overcast in the past, and I still weirdly enough have like a couple subscriptions in Overcast that I just haven't moved to the Apple Podcast app. So sometimes I end up using Overcast, um, but. Overcast, despite all its great features, something about its organizational scheme just doesn't, again, doesn't work for my brain. Um, and so something about Apple Podcasts mostly does. Uh, plus, it has the integration more tightly with the like HomePod and stuff like that. And I find that to be useful, uh, just the way I consume podcasts. And I don't... I'm not like an avid podcast listener, which is, I guess, ironic, but I end up recording way more podcasts than I listen to. Um, so there's only like a handful of shows that I, I listen to regularly. Um, and so Apple Podcasts for that is perfectly fine. And like like you said, Matthew, it's gotten better over time uh, and it continues to improve. And I think there's even more stuff coming in iOS 17 as well. So for me, all of that works just fine. And it's you know it's free and it's there. So that helps as well. Uh, but thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic, which comes from Jay. So I am in the process of doing a cross-country move, uh, moving from the West Coast to the East Coast. And there are many portions of that that have to be handled, um, including uh, packing house, moving house, selling house, buying house, um, lots of things that end with house, inspecting house. <laughs> I need apps and tools and tips and tricks. Um, go. Ooh, boy. <laughs> yes. Um, so I moved halfway across the country. Um, and that move involved for me, uh, basically, I know it's kind of uh, perhaps a little simplistic, but I used pages and numbers um, a lot. So for folks who don't know, pages is like uh, Microsoft's uh, Word and numbers is like Microsoft's Excel. Um, and those two, I would have as much information as I needed in them, uh, tracking the move expenditures, everything that was involved with that, how much things were going to cost. I could then go up, go in and update it as I needed to and just get an understanding, uh, did some like estimates on gas for, cause I moved myself. So how much it was going to cost, you know, to, to fill up the, uh, moving van as I was moving and all of this other stuff, those two apps were indispensable. And when I needed it, I would uh, print out, um, you know, checklists from there as well. And so having that information kind of physically in front of me was very helpful. I think if I were to do it again, I would probably at this point use Notion. Um, at the time, I was not mm -hmm. a Notion user. Uh, and there, it's unfortunate, there was an app. Um, and I'm not even going to mention it because it has completely pivoted to being like a um, commercial app as opposed to sort of a, uh, something for individual users. But it had this great feature where you could uh, basically make QR codes for the that you'd print out and put on the sides of the boxes. And then it would you scan the QR code, it would tell you what was inside of each box. And then you would have it organized box by box by box by box. And I used to use that uh, when I would move. But it had already gone completely commercial by the time uh, it came time to move halfway across the country. So if there's something else like that out there, 
I did find a moving app to be quite helpful uh, as opposed to being an extra thing that I needed to do. It really did work for me. Um, Matthew, what about you? I haven't done a big move like that in a while, but every time I do even small moves within New York, I'm always using that as an opportunity to try to get rid of stuff. And so the tip is get rid of stuff. But then when you try to get rid of some stuff, it's hard to do. Like you you can't recycle it in your area or there's the the local Goodwill won't take the thing that you have that you want to get rid of. So there's a solution for that that I discovered a little while ago called the Zero Waste Box from TerraCycle. Um, they will send you a box. They have a different different types, one for candy and snack waste, one for plastic packaging, um, one for kind of everything. Um, and they will responsibly recycle or uh, donate that stuff for you. Um, and uh, that's what I would recommend if you're getting rid of stuff before the move. That is awesome. I've already sort of bookmarked that, which is to say it's in an open tab. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Zero waste. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I waste nothing. Um, I am. I'm glad that Matthew and Micah had great tips because I have. I this is not my wheelhouse at all. Uh, like 13 years ago, I made the very far move of half a mile from my then apartment to my new apartment. Uh, and then when my wife and I bought our house and moved two years ago or so, we moved across the street. <laughs> so uh, long moves, not really my thing. Um, but I will say there were a couple of things we found sort of invaluable for tracking parts of this process. And a lot of them end up being just sort of basic tools because they were the things we had available and were easy to share between my wife and I. So for example, we did a lot of our tracking and modeling for our house purchasing via Google Sheets, um, which... Uh, you you know, I, I wish I could also offer out my wife's services as an amazing like uh, spreadsheet uh, master who can just sort of put together any financial model uh, that you want to deal with and f- sort of come up with all these great metrics and figure out how to do things because she was incredible at that. Um, but then we also use things like notes just to track our... Uh, like make like a checklist and track where stuff... Uh, you know, what stuff had gotten moved, what stuff still needed to be moved, um, what stuff tasks still need to get done in our existing apartment before we could go. Um, I will also uh, agree with Matthew's uh, tip about getting rid of stuff, which is also good. And a lot of that was finding ways to sell stuff online. Um, and, you know, obviously, you've got your your Ebays and your Craigslist and stuff like that. But my, <laughs> I guess my biggest hack for doing that, not technological at all, is a big piece of paper with free written on it. That you can <laughs> tape to stuff and leave it on your curb. <laughs> because I will find, especially where I live, that stuff will go like very few things that we put out that did not get snapped up within 24 hours. So, wow. uh, yeah, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. That's always good. You can find more if you need it. I hope that was helpful, Jay. I'm sorry if it wasn't. It, it was absolutely helpful. I am, uh, I have moved the zero waste box into my moving space. Um, and I definitely agree with like, sometimes the best answer is the simplest answer. During the housing process, as we were trying to find a home, we were very uh, aggressive in rejecting homes. And now we're trying to go back and look at some of those homes and go, maybe they weren't that bad. (laughs) And I wish I would have had a place where I'd kept all of my thoughts on each of those homes. That way I could I could speed this process up a bit. But thank you. All right. With that, uh, we are coming to the end of this episode of Clockwise, but we do have time for a bonus topic. Uh, My question for you, what does your perfect burger or sandwich have in it? Matthew? 
I'm going to go for the burger because I had it recently. I was just there. It's at a restaurant uh, in Greenwich Village called Minetta Tavern. And I'm going to read what they say on the menu, and then I'll describe it a little bit more. Selection of prime dry-aged beef cuts, caramelized onions, palm frites. So no cheese. It's on a brioche bun. There, the, the key is the beef blend. It's short rib, skirt steak, brisket, and dry-aged ribeye. Oh. And if you haven't had it and you're in New York, I will take you next time you're here. Oh, that does sound pretty amazing. <laughs> kind of want that now uh <clears throat> i will i was sad um the other year one of my favorite uh sandwich shop slash cafes went out of business here uh and um a, my wife and i actually just ordered um from the place that took their place and they had some sandwiches but they didn't have my favorite sandwich anymore which was um prosciutto uh, fresh mozzarella pesto balsamic vinaigrette and because I felt like I needed to have a vegetable on there, some lettuce on a nice ciabatta, uh, that was my favorite sandwich for many, many years at a local place called Darwin's here in uh, Cambridge. Uh, and I am just incredibly sad that it no longer exists. I guess I'll have to go recreate it myself now. Jay, what about you? That sounds you? so good. So I'm gluten-free, which means the superpower that Dan uh, mentioned at the beginning of the show <laughs> makes him a super villain. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll take it. <laughs> before I was gluten-free, uh, my favorite burger was a local place in San Diego called The Friendly. And it was grilled onions and two small patties on the dirtiest flat-top grill where, you know, you just scrape it off and uh-huh. scrape off the stuff and the seasoning remains. That's flavor. Yeah. And the only reason I am, I'm really sad I can't eat there anymore is because they do it right. No modifications. Oh, it is, you get those. what yeah. you get and you don't throw a fit. Um, <laughs> but it was two beef patties, some American cheese melted on the patty with uh, an aioli, grilled onions, and a toasted bun. Very simple. Uh, I will try... I'm also, unfortunately, gluten intolerant, um, so I have not been able to do this, but um, I used to, uh, I could, like, all the way back in high school, I would try any restaurant's blue cheese burger, uh, whether it had bacon on it or not, whether, you know, all these other things, I don't care. If you've got a blue cheese burger, I want to try it because I want to see where the best one is. And as Goofy as this may sound, uh, particularly coming from me as a person who has complained about the fact that I have to eat every day to stay alive, um, I was, <laughs> it's hard for me to even say this, I was brought to tears by a blue cheeseburger, and it was at uh, a place called A Streetcar Named Desire, um, which was a restaurant inside of a mall, if you can believe it, but it was one of those you-have-to-go-eat-here kind of places their blue cheeseburger was the best blue cheeseburger I've ever had. And it really did. It, I got tears in my eyes uh, from it. And now, uh, anytime there's a restaurant that has a blue cheeseburger, I look to see if they offer a gluten-free bun and many places do. None have come close to that, but many are still very good. I really like blue cheese. Uh, so thank you all for answering that question. Um, we are very near to the end of this episode. But if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. You just go to Relay.fm slash Clockwise and sign up for $5 a month or $50 a year, and that will help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss federated social media and meta. 
Folks, this is going to bring us to the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to thank our awesome guests. Matthew Bischoff, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. And Jay Miller, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for the tips. And Micah, we'll be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say and keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. <laughs>